attention, please. The Magic Garway Podcast is now leaving from New Orleans for an artistic tour of all things Disney. Jumbo, everyone. Rumble. Hi, Mr. Anonymous here, and you are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast. Magic Our Way takes an artistic view of all things Disney-related. Join your hosts, Kevin and Danny, Marvel expert and proprietor of ivorycomics.com, Eli, and your personal earmarked travel agent, you've got a friend in Lee, Lee Lostavica. Come join the Weekend Nation on social media and at magicarway.com. Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way podcast. podcast. Asante Sun, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, from the land formerly known as the colonies, the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking all about all sides of the Disney stuff. I'm talking 360, baby. <laughs> My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And with us today, we have our travel agent from Magical Moments Vacation, Mr. Lee Lastavica. What you say, home slice? I say happy one due to you. Uh, huh? Huh? <laughs> happy one do? What? Is that an 80s I reference? Said, I hap- is that like some kind of do. Star Wars holiday? What is that? It's a happy one do. What's a one do? Happy one do? Isn't that what I ordered tonight at the at the Japanese place? That <laughs> oh, wasn't it? What is it? Oh, that was the name of the lady that sat next to us that had the zipper down the front. Was yeah. that her name? Uh, one do? I could not quite figure. I thought for sure she put that dress on backwards. I thought so too, but it was down the front. So yeah. I guess she was a, I don't know. Y'all, a, y'all can deduce whatever the hell that means. What does one do? Man, at a point, isn't that his name from Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, Yondu? for Christ's sakes, again with this? It's Yondu! <laughs> Damn it! Yondu! No, we're keeping Damn this it. in. We're keeping that in. Yeah, Yahoo! Xanadu! Yondu! Xanadu! All right, yeah, okay. All right, next, we have our <laughs> resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, E-Money? <laughs> ah, and the Soprano season one to you guys. How y'all doing? Oh, what an honor. I keep working on the greetings. That's that's my thing. Wandu yeah. to you. Wandu yeah. well, to you. Wandu. Yeah. Well, and, and who wandered off to you too? And, and and with your spirit. That's right. So that's that's my new that's one yeah, I'm gonna change that. Asante Sana is now Wandu. Wandu. Ah. What does that mean in, in uh, <laughs> It's Mace Window's sister? <laughs> Wanfu's cousin. It's Wanda Sykes's cousin. <laughs> what is I'm sure Wandu does mean like something. It's I, don't, I hope mean, we're not pissing somebody off by I was saying Wandu. Say, Wandu might be the African version of oh. Go F Yourself. Oh, That's right. That's a Digo E boy. Hey, look, if we're saying Wandu and it pisses you off, um, um, blame Lee. Please, yeah, blame <laughs> Lee. And then write us at show at magicarway.com because. And we, we apologize for our ignorance here. Yeah, we probably should have looked that up. But. I didn't know what that translated to, so that yeah, that's my bad. Well, so, so yeah. but yeah. if it's a good thing, I say happy one dude to you too. Oh yeah. So anyway, guys, we have and got a happy Michael Rooker to you too. <laughs> happy Michael Rooker. <laughs> happy Michael Rooker. <laughs> Gabe, don't you drop a Gabe? No, you <laughs> dropped a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to whistle, but it's not working. Sorry, I can't get the quill out. Oh. <laughs> Oh no! Anyway, guys, some weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great show for you today. 
Um, as you can kind of tell by that last reference, we're, we're going to be touching upon Guardians of the Galaxy. But today is a Q show. We got a lot of things that we want to talk about that have happened within the recently in the past weeks or so, uh, or I guess month even. Uh, but we want to kind of chat upon that because we've got some opinions to spew forth. So, guys. <laughs> So guys, spewing a bit. <laughs> Enough of my jibber jabber and spewing forth. Let's go make some magic. Eat skeet. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, by the sound of that little chime, you know it is a Q show, a Q segment, however you want to call it. But this is where we talk about news topics that have happened recently that we want to talk about. We're not going to cover everything. Mm-hmm. We're just going to talk about the stuff that we talk about, as in the tradition. Of the magic and the magician and the excuse me, wandu me. I'm sorry. Um, as in the tradition of magic our way, we don't cover everything because everybody's doing that. We want to cover the stuff that we want to talk about, and we ain't talked about anything in a while. So right, it's been a while. It's we, been a while since we heard those jingles. There's a, a few things that we have lined up that I'm sure other people have gotten to that we haven't had a chance to get to yet. Would you say there's a plethora? <laughs> of things we need to talk about wow uh see we we have a plethora <laughs> tell me Heffy, do you know what a plethora is Ooh, a plethora. <laughs> excuse me kevin excuse me. <laughs> i may not be as wise <laughs> as the intellect <laughs> anyway guys the first topic we got we're talking about a certain reptilian animal that has been around for a long time we're talking about the damn alligator again we're talking we? about the Damn I was talking about a dinosaur. Yeah. I would see where that was going. But yeah. it seems as though mm-hmm. Disney has felt the need to remove all references to alligators in the parks. One of the, I know one of the main things they've talked about are alligators and Jungle Cruise, but there's a whole bunch of things that they've been referencing that they've been removing in the process of going up. So, Danny, what, what, what else have they been doing other than the Jungle Cruise stuff? Yeah, they removed the spiel from the Jungle Cruise about... Um, Leaving a handout. The alligators are all, always looking for a handout. Yeah. They removed uh, Lewis, the alligator from uh, Princess and the Frog, was supposed to be in the castle show. The he trumpet got, playing frog. There Ugh. you go. They they cut him out. Uh, the TikTok croc float from the Festival of Fantasy Parade has been pulled. Mm. So oh, my no God. More, really? Yeah, no more TikTok croc float. Do you remember going through the, the Living with the Land ride? Yeah. They had the alligators in there. The, uh, the animals. Yes. yes, they're gone. Gone. The script from the Kilimanjaro Safaris, that's been changed. Wow. And um, lastly, the-, the electrical water pageant. One of the scenes in the electrical water pageant is the crocodiles chomping, and they play Never Smile at a Crocodile. Gone. So yeah. they lost one of the barges in the electrical water pageant. Oh so my goodness. all those references to alligators and or crocodiles have been removed from Disney parks because <laughs> pretending alligators don't exist <laughs> is exactly what got us here in the first place. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, indeed. I'm, I'm waiting for them to remove the portrait from the Haunted Mansion, the stretching portrait with the girl standing over the gator. Yeah. I'm yeah, waiting for that to go away. Yeah, there's also the two alligators at Port Orleans French Quarter. I uh, believe uh, they've already been removed. Actually, I, I think that's what I was going to ask you. Was oh, my I, I think I, neglect, I heard that the alligator statues had been removed. Obviously, I, I'm not in a position to con, uh, confirm that. Uh, I cannot speak for the ice gator and the Laguna gator over at the two water parks. Yeah. What about the Peter Pan ride? The Peter Pan ride? No, the TikTok croc is still in there. Because, I mean, that's literally his mouth is open. 
This is racial profiling because hold if you're going to if you're lumping in crocodiles with alligators, isn't that a little racial That's like Chinese and Japanese like, and Vietnamese. It's a special profiling. That's right. It's a special. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not, look, I'm not judging. <laughs> Croc lives matter. I'm just matter. saying his mouth is open with, you and know. he's trying to eat the human. trying to eat a human. It sounds like if you look like a gator <laughs> and chomp like a gator, you a gator. Well, you know? I apologize. I need to be more educated on these things, but, huh? you know, I, I was just curious. But they, I'm not trying to profile any reptile. Well, you know, for the record. <laughs> that uh, rhyme, too. I didn't even mean it to rhyme. Yeah, yeah but we've been rapping all morning, so it's okay, man. All you right. let that poetry flow from your lips. Profile of the reptile. For the record, you know, Louisiana has the largest amount of alligators per capita than any other state in the nation. Mm. I you learned do? this because I went on one of my daughter's uh, field trips to the alligator farm up in, by my house, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Like you just went right around the corner to the alligator farm? We did, actually, it was just a 20-minute ride, and I was right there at the alligator farm. <laughs> and we learned all about these facts. Man ain't that? armed for nothing. I'm telling right. you, right? <laughs> I got trees, so, you She know. felt safe as hell. She's like, Dad, are you bringing the rocket launcher to the trip? <laughs> Daddy's only got the M16, sweetie. Stay close. Daddy's right. waiting for the night scope to come in next week, baby. Be all right. So, so what do y'all think about this? What do, what do y'all think about all this removal of such references to that? And you know what, Moikins, uh, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, I'm curious to know what you think about this. Because uh, I'm seriously, I want to know if this is necessarily a good thing, or this is, or, you know, just Disney being sensitive, or why? I don't, I don't get it. I, I think what it is is that I understand in a sense because this is this is the culture of the world that we live in nowadays, to where. Once something like this happens, once once the media figures out everyone's looking in that direction, anything involving an alligator or anything unpleasant at Disney, they're going to report on it. So Disney is doing what you do in situations like this, which is making symbolic changes that are utterly meaningless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. will not save one person, will not make one bit of difference. Does it fix the problem? Does, <sighs> nope. Doesn't doesn't do anything, but they're making these symbolic gestures that only seem to serve to tick off the people who were defending them to begin with. Because all the people beforehand who said, wow, Disney's wrong on this one. They should have had signs up there that really specified what was in the water and it's not right what they did. And all the loyalists who said, no, man, Disney, it wasn't their fault. Now I have to wake up and find out that some of their favorite things are being removed from the parks. Right. I could see, like, I know they said that they were doing this out of respect for the family, but I highly doubt that the Graves family will be traveling to Disney World anytime soon. I'm sure right. they have more pressing uh, matters on their minds. Exactly. So I, I don't yeah. I don't see what this serves to do. I mean, it almost, in a way, seems to suggest that it wasn't the lack of signage. It wasn't the, the patrolling of the waters. It wasn't an act of God. It's not even just bad luck. At the end of the day... The problem is the alligators. <laughs> That's the problem. Alligators are the unholy spawn of Satan who we dare not even look upon. So let's get them out of the parks because they're evil. And so is every creature that looks like them. And it sort of comes across as though Disney might be trying to put a little bit of the heat on these creatures who don't know what they're eating. They don't know what they're biting into. I mean, so... That's what we're talking about, reptilian brain that only knows one thing to do. Exactly. Is to survive. That's what it kind of... Hey, look. Gators are bad, so we're going to get rid of them all. Louisiana, uh, Disney just said he used to let a bunch of Louisiana folk in there, and we'll take care of the alligators real quick. <laughs> yeah, we have people that are paid to do that. And they're delicious. Not to make light of it, but they are delicious. <laughs> Shoot them! <laughs> but, um, Absolutely. Absolutely. yeah, I wonder if this is going to be kind of a thing that they're going to phase back in 
over the course of time, kind of like New Coke. That's exactly what I was going to say. I, I Just my opinion, but I feel like give it a few months and they'll just kind of push it all back in. I I'll, I'll explain my. I doubt that. I doubt that sincerely. Well, I'll, I'll explain my New Coke reference. If you not don't realize it, but the Coke you're drinking now is New Coke. Yes, I know that. The Coke Classic is New Coke. You all know that story? Yes. So when they, they invented New Coke back in the day and they introduced mm-hmm. it, everybody freaked out because they didn't like the taste and it was too abrupt of a change. So what they started doing, and you know, it's the whole difference between sugar coke and high fructose corn syrup coke. And basically what Coke decided to do was slowly change the formula over time, slowly, right, to where the Coke that you're drinking now is in fact new Coke. Right. And, and the Coke that they, like Mexican Coke and kosher Coke, that was the original Coke. That's the original Coke. Right? That's the original Coke. So if you find like a Coke with a yellow top or I forget what the... The yellow top, I believe, is a kosher Coke. And just, you know, if you find a Coke made in Mexico, those are sugar Cokes. It's not the high fructose corn syrup Coke. But I'm thinking like maybe a strategy over time where they start reintroducing that back in where enough times pass and, you know, they say time heals. Things will go back to where it was. Maybe, maybe not. Here's the the thing. I want Coke now. I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) It don't matter if it's old Coke, new Coke, Nueva Coke. Pueblo Coke, okay? It's still getting you diabetes if you have too much of it. With that said, they really should just say, hey, here are the problems we're doing to address the real alligators that are coming into the park. <laughs> I would feel safer with that. Yeah. You know, I'm not worried about... So it's like stuff they're doing at Bay Lake or Seven Seas Lagoon and just things that are around it. Yeah, I mean, I understand the, the sentiment of that. And, yeah. you know, you can still just say, hey, look, you know, in memory of or something like yeah. that. But... That kind of ticks me off because it's like you're not addressing the actual problem. The actual problem is the gators that eat people. Tell people how you're going to stop that. Yeah, Disney, you get rid of the real alligators and we'll let the fake ones slide. Exactly. (laughs) Yes, your animatronic ones slide. Yeah. So, But yeah, I'll be curious to know what you guys think about all that. I haven't really heard anything from the Weekend Nation as far as what they think about all these removals of references and scripts and this, that, and the other from the parks, statues, or whatever else. It's like George Carlin said a long time ago, this kind of gesture is a symbol, mm-hmm. and I leave symbols to the symbol-minded. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end that particular segment yes. on that note. That's a good one. Coco! And I'm not talking about the chocolate drink. I'm I talking, about, talking about Ice Tea's wife. Coco. Oh, man, I love them both. Wandu <laughs> Coco. Wandu Coco. Wandu Fada. Anyway, uh, so Coco, we're dealing with a Pixar movie that's slated to go into production and come out in the near future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this particular movie deals with the Day of the Dead, El Dia de los Muertos, oh. which is the Mexican holiday. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, the rumors going around. Is this rumors? Is this fact of rumors? It, it, it's rumors. Talks. Jim- Jim Hill keeps, uh, he said it once before, and this is the second time he said it. So the story is that Coco, once it's released, or maybe mm-hmm. even just before it's released, it might be coincided with the timing of the movie, will be moving into the Mexican pavilion. The question here now is, is, is Three Caballeros so bad that not knowing what Coco is is better than <laughs> what you have with right. Three Caballeros? If anything, Coco would be more timely, I guess. That's be the only thing. It, it would but, be more timely. I was thinking when I first heard this, and we kind of talked about this over dinner, is what would be kind of neat is that since they're doing all the renovation with Frozen, mm-hmm. if somehow they also added to the pavilion and they kept both attractions. Granted, that side of World Showcase is extremely congested. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. And you add another attraction in there on top of an extremely popular attraction next door, that whole corridor is going to be packed. Oh, yeah. Big time. I mean, can y'all put in a new attraction that doesn't require replacing an old one? Right. That's the thing. And that's why I think Disney capacity still remains very low is because whenever they put in a new attraction, it seems to be replacing an old one lately. Mm-hmm. And what you need is a new attraction that didn't exist, period, that can help build up. Draw the crowds over the parts and of yonder. World yes. Yeah. There are I, I other pavilions that. that had show buildings that were going to be built. Yeah, I was about to say, they do have the capacity. I mean, Japan show buildings there. Yes. It's just being used for storage because they were supposed to do the whole Fuji roller coaster thing. But Germany. Never happened. Germany has a, the Rhine River attraction mm-hmm. they're supposed to do, but that's been built, but it's storage as well. Absolutely. You I know? Mean, and Epcot is so light on attractions. I mean, heck, the, Millenn- the old Millennium Village, which I think they use now for special events and whatnot, mm-hmm. right there just between, I think it's UK and, and uh, Canada or whatever, mm-hmm. they could totally do something with that particular piece of land. Oh, absolutely. You know? Wonders of life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a yeah. whole pavilion over there like, yep, we don't know what to do with it. We'll just open it up for food and wine. Yeah. But going back to putting Coco into the Mexican pavilion... I mean, do we really lose anything there? Because Three Caballeros is not a very popular ride, and on most days it's a walk-on attraction, even when it's crowded. I mean, with you put Coco in there, yeah, we, then you lose the Three Caballeros. But yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's the question as far as I'm concerned. All right, and I'll put it to each and every one of y'all. We've all ridden the Three Caballeros. Yes. Okay. Now, you know what that ride is. You know who the Three Caballeros are. We have no idea what Coco is. We have no idea if this movie is going to be any good. Having said that, is Three Caballeros so bad that you're welcoming Coco to come in not having a single clue as to what he might be about? Kevin. I wouldn't do that, no. You, you, you would rather keep Three Caballeros? I'd rather keep that because it's a known property. It's been out there. It's in the vault, those mm-hmm. ghost characters. Mm-hmm. And I like the attraction. I have no problems with the attraction. Okay. Eli. Yeah, I wouldn't... I wouldn't do that because I'm not sure how the mariachi band would go with the Coco ride <laughs> either. And I like the mariachi band when I got off the three Caballeros ride. All right, Lee. Uh, I'm going to be in agreement too. I mean, as much as it's not a crowd pleasing attraction, it is classic Donald. And, you know, like you said, who knows what this other movie's even going to do? They could, it could bomb terribly. If, if it's not broke, <laughs> don't fix it. Let me tell you something. Mm. I, I love the three Caballeros. And this is a poor use of the three Caballeros. I'd roll the dice with Coco. Really? I would roll the dice with Coco and hope that I hit seven. You know, so that, you'd take a represent, you'd, you'd take a unknown uh, entity versus yeah, uh, having the Caballeros actually th- in existence in the parks? I think, look, I would rather have the Caballeros in, in existence in the parks. That is absolutely true because I do like the Caballeros. But, but out of respect to them, you'd rather see them in a different... Out of respect to them, in, the attraction uh, is terrible. All you, you see the Caballeros on TVs up until the last second yeah. where you get to the showcase and you see some animatronics that were, in all due respect, rescued from... Was it the Mickey Mouse Review? That yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They took those animatronics from... But, I mean, up until then, the Caballeros and Donald are only represented by TV screens. Mm-hmm. We're right, not talking about anything state-of-the-art. I mean... Maybe with Coco, they're like, okay, let's make an investment upon this. I would rather roll the dice and get a really original show. Hey, the Day of the Dead, there's something mysterious there. There's something a little... I like that. I I like that element of intrigue that comes with that. 
And I they would, did have representation that in the old El Rio del Tiempo. They absolutely so did. I'm sure they haven't gotten rid of those animatronics because nothing really dies at Disney. So it wouldn't take them anything to bring them back. And as a fan, a, a big fan of the old Rio de Tiempo ride, again, as much as I love the Caballeros, I really didn't have a whole lot of love for seeing that ride go. So it's saying a lot for me, but I would roll the dice that I could do better with this new entity. Yeah, I think it's a worthy gamble. You know, I'll take that so long as somehow the Caballeros make it back in a better situation. With a mariachi band. Guys, what do you think about the whole Coco thing? Have you heard anything? Email us at show at magicourway.com. All right, Malikans, uh, just a small change coming to the Disney dining plan for 2017. What? Uh, if, yes. Okay. Woo, but good morning. I think you'll like it, though. All right, all right. Uh, if you remember 2016, they implemented the, cha- implemented the change where you could substitute dessert for a side item if you so wished. Uh, for 2017, the quick service meals will no longer come with the dessert. Uh, they will have your regular entree and drink, but no dessert. But they will be adding a snack credit. So instead of one snack per day, now you get two snacks per day. I like that. We- I like I that. Do too. I do. I like it a lot because... Let's face it, the desserts they give you with your counter service meals are nothing great. Oh, yeah, they're chintzy. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. So you can go next door and go get a cookie or whatever if you want a sweet, or yeah. you can do a pretzel if you want something salty or whatever. So, yeah. so hummus? You're going to drop. Yeah. Exactly. So you'll drop the dessert with the counter service meals, pick up an extra snack credit. Um, not really beneficial if you're on the quick service plan because you already got two snack credits, but at the same time, the Disney dining plan, which is that middle plan, is what uh, most people go with anyway. So I think it's going to be a, a good change, and it's going to be very beneficial if you like to do the dining plan. And just to reiterate, this takes place in 2017? Yes, that'll start in 20, all 2017 bookings. All right, January 1st. So, so if you want to book that, definitely get with Lee. I would have gladly taken that on my last trip. Yeah, yeah. that would have been nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Well, especially like for a food and wine or something like that Yeah, uh, trip. That That's oh. another little snack at the uh, at the at the booth. You bring a very excellent point. Yeah, food and wine, if you don't know those things at the booths are worth a snack credit, not an entire meal. So if yeah. you do the regular dining plan, you've got some snack credits piling up big time mm-hmm. your way. And you can still turn a counter service into three snacks if you want. Mm-hmm. So that's staying as well. Boom. So that the good stuff, I think it's going to be a, a change for the best. Very very good news. And the last thing here on the queue and it's a big thing. We are talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, gang. Mm-hmm. You remember that little movie that came out, part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, yeah, I do too. There have been a couple of rumors. This is actually a two-part little thing to this part of the news. But there's uh, some rumors going around as far as where Disney wants to place it into the parks, specifically Walt Disney World. First of all, we heard the rumor about it going replacing the story in Tower of Terror. Yeah. Next thing we heard, I think Danny heard in Mission Space, and I read a couple of times about Mission Space replacing that possibly. Mm-hmm. And the latest thing is Ellen's Energy Adventure going bye-bye. So it's first of all, Tower of Terror. We kind of spoke upon this, but let's get it out there. What do you all think if Guardians were to find a home at the Tower of Terror replacing that story? In California, yes. In <laughs> Florida, no. And Please, I, you know, no. Yeah, and, and, and to go along with that, I would agree with that. California can definitely get theirs replaced because theirs cannot touch our Tower of Terror because they're missing one major element, which I think adds to the entire story. The fact that the elevator goes horizontal in our park. Damn California that. doesn't do that. 
California does not do that. It does not go horizontal. You don't go through the, uh, what is it? The third dimension or whatever. Third dimension, dimension, fifth dimension. That's the whole ride. That's the, yeah. Which dimension is it? Fifth dimension. The sixth dimension. Fifth dimension. The fifth dimension. That's exactly what it is. Eli, what do you think? What do you think about Guardians in the Tower? Yeah, don't touch that. Don't touch. <laughs> don't touch ours. Yeah, don't definitely don't touch ours. Don't he touch he ours. hasn't been the California one yet. Oh, okay. It doesn't do that. You just go straight up and straight down. Yeah, oh, that exactly. ain't nothing. Lee, what do you think? Uh, I agree. Also, have not done California yet, but if it's as you say, there's is there no like pre-show or anything in California? No, there's the same pre-show. Yeah. There's no two. We have two sets of elevator shoots. Yes. Right. They do not. They have one. So they're missing a whole part of the story. This, you the, know, the act two, yeah. I guess you could say. When your elevator yeah. leaves the chute and you go through the dimension and you see the yeah. eyeball. And, yeah. Yeah. That does not happen in there. You stay in that one yeah. chute. Because here's the thing. Yeah. When I first rode that our Tower of Terror, the fact that the elevator went forward and backwards freaked me out. Like, yeah. what the hell is going on? An <laughs> right. elevator, an elevator by definition goes up and down to get you to the level yeah, you're, you're thinking, on. Yeah, you're thinking, is it off This track? damn thing should not go side to side. Yeah, uh-huh. it freaked, yeah it freaked that me out. That freaked me out. Like, what the, how the hell are we supposed to drop? What? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, later I learned the technology behind it and how that works, so that's cool, and that was still interesting, but when I first wrote it, I remember, what the hell is, what? <laughs> how was Disney freaking doing this? What are you doing to me? All right, so we're all in agreement. Tower Terror, don't touch us. Those that have been to Disneyland, go ahead and touch it all you want. Uh, if you're of age, touch it. Yes, yes. <laughs> we don't condone any oh, underage touching of any age. Touch if you touch it too much, you'll go blind. Go ahead. Well, I think California <laughs> Tower Terror is of age. Yeah, the California <laughs> one's out of, of age now. Yes. The next one was the Mission Space one. Yep. What do y'all think about if it were to find a home at Mission Space? I would characters? be absolutely fine with that. I would love the idea of them doing something with that because... That mission space, man. Whew. Yeah. Boy, you, talk about a dog, huh? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard nothing Oof. but scary things about that one, and not in a good way. See, my thing is mission space is just one of those Gravitrons. That's all it is. It's I grant it's a very well-themed Gravitron. Yes. But when you break it down, it's still a Gravitron. And this leads me to my next argument for the, uh, for the next thing we're going to talk about. Mm. But, yeah, I have no problem replacing it, and I have no problem if they were to replace that ride system with something else. I don't either. Absolutely. You know, and uh, we, we'll, we're going to talk about that actually in a little bit to kind of tease things. You know, one thing that's interesting, though, is that on Mission Space, from what I understand, people pretty much turn green when they're done with the ride. So that would fit with two of the characters. The Gamora. Yeah. yeah. Gamora yeah, exactly. or, or Drax. So there you or go. Drax. There you go. You're halfway there. So, Lee, what Absolutely. do you think? We, we, let's get your opinion. Is what, what do you think about Guardians of the Galaxy in Mission Space? Yeah. I mean, I have no loyalty to Mission Space whatsoever. <laughs> I don't. It never has decent wait time, so you know that it's not that popular. Uh, I think the only thing you can say is, like, man, we spent that much money to make this thing. It's a shame to just let it go by the wayside. But other than that, I can't think of an argument to not replace it. So, Oliver, sir, yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah. You can go there. We're all yes, man. You're all yes, man. And so the last and the most prevailing rumor that's been coming out is Guardians going in and replacing Ellen and Bill Nye. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that replacement? Well, okay, so let me ask you this. If they replace it with that, it's going to just be another show, right? Well, I don't know. I, I was reading some articles, and it say they might even replace the entire ride system. They might if replace the, the case, entire pavilion. Right. If they just d- just tear it down to rubble and build something new, then yeah. But if you're just going to put a, a Guardians of the Galaxy show in there, 
that's a waste of space. That's because you haven't heard my idea yet. Well, yes, of course. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, I do agree with you there. Mission space is a better fit for it if you're sticking to that future world concept. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And that's the thing is that at some point in time, and I think we're there, where you just have to throw your hands up and say, F- it, it's not happening. Yeah. Future world is no more. And the concepts that these pavilions are supposed to represent are no more. That's why I thought Gardens of the Galaxy best fit in Horizons. Right. Now, Mission Space, that makes sense. Universe of Energy, I figured out a way to make it fit in there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get to that when we get to it. Yeah. But I do think it's probably better served by doing a whole new thing. Right, right. Exactly. Eli, what do you think? Let that go. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't worry about that at all. Yeah. You know, put some energy from that ride into making a better ride. That's what, <laughs> that's what I think on that. All right. So my thing on it is, is, well, I guess I'm coming from a nostalgic point. I wouldn't mind seeing it replace that. But at the same time, I would miss that particular ride system. Only because I remember what that attraction was. When it was Universe of Energy, they made a big hype. You're riding in attraction vehicles that are guided by an eighth-inch thick wire. Mm-hmm. And they even had that in the guidebook. And yeah. where you're, you're, being, you're in ride vehicles guided by a wire that's powered by the sun. Mm-hmm. And you went outside and you saw the solar panels. And it was just yeah. like the most awesome thing. It's like these huge things guided by this itty-bitty wire. So I'd miss that. I'd miss that whole concept. Uh, it's just purely out of nostalgia's sake. I would miss that, but I can understand why it would be. Yeah. So that that's my opinion on that replacing Ellen. So most of us are in the yay. All of us. Yeah, all of us in the yay. Yeah. That if, it, if it needs to go, it needs to go. It had no mariachi band, so I was already like, yeah, let it go. <laughs> so guys... If we didn't like those rumors, or we kind of like those rumors, man, we figure it's time to play a little game that we haven't done in a while, and... Live from the New Orleans studios here in Metairie, Louisiana, we are about to play the game Park It. Park It is a game in which we take an existing property and stick it into the parks. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's right. We stick it right into the parks there, shove it right in where it belongs. We will tear down things a long way. Everything is blue sky. There are no requirements except for a couple of rules that we're about to talk about right at this moment. A couple of quid pro quos, as <laughs> to quote Aladdin. Pretty much everything's blue sky, but within reason. It has to be practical, something that's going to happen. But the main stipulation is this. It's going to be a type of attraction. Not necessarily a ride system, per se, but an attraction. So it could be a theater show. It could be a dark ride. It could be a roller coaster, et cetera, et cetera. So... We're going to kind of go down the line and explain to you exactly what type of attraction we have put together. So starting with me, I'm going to say I put together a dark ride of sorts. Okay. Yes. Danny, what you got? I put together a 3D show with elements of a, of a dark ride and that you'll still have a good amount of animatronics, props, and special effects to go along with the show itself. 3D show element. Eli, what did you do? I put together a little interactive action adventure element in a very boring area place that yeah kind of thing mm-hmm. okay. and lee what did you put together and i got the easy one in my opinion i got to do a roller coaster so oh well, there you go i appreciate that so we have those attraction stipulations and it is blue sky <laughs> but within reason so we can't just say oh, we're going to destroy this entire sand of the park you know we have to kind of think okay what's feasible what can that fit been here? fun though that would have been fun you're right maybe one day we'll roller coaster tycoon it or or sim city it and just be able to destroy whatever you want. It should be, be a completely, game show called yeah. Raise the Park. Raise the Park. That's right. That's our stipulations, guys. So if you want to play the home game, by all means, go for it. 
and okay. send us the result. And send us a result. By all means, let us know. Send us a video. Send us an audio track. Tell us what you put together, how you parked Guardians of the Galaxy into the Walt Disney World theme parks or Disneyland if you're on the West Coast. By all mm-hmm. means, stick it out there, too. We don't mind. It is. All right. So who wants to go first here? <laughs> who, who's <good>. itching? <laughs> stick good. Who wants to? Who's itching to? I think Lee needs to go first because he, what did you say? You had yeah, the easiest he one? He had the easiest oh, one. Oh, come on, Mr. Easy. Oh, well, let's knock out What let's you got, my do? <laughs> All right, well, Lee, go for no it. No offense. I just meant that you guys had more of a challenge and y'all left, y'all gave me the easiest one to do. I really appreciate it. So I basically thought about the best replacement for either Space Mountain or Rock and Roller Coaster. Oh, this is terrible already. <laughs> <laughs> space, said, oh, so you're in two space, locations? No, I'm not. I said, well, uh, Space Mountain, I think could work, but then there would be riots with people because you took out Space Mountain. I think <laughs> Rock and Roller Coaster. Thank you, know, you. Like Rock and Roller Coaster, you can get away with it. People will definitely not everyone will like it, but I think you can trade off Aerosmith for Guardians. Uh, if nothing else, just because of the musical element of the movie soundtrack. Et cetera, et cetera. And so if the ride you, works, they'll they'll go right behind you. They'll, they'll let it call, the, call it the classic rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't get rid exactly. of Steven Tyler's lips. What? First thing, you get to redo the queue a little bit. Because basically right now, just some switchbacks. You go to this one little staging area with albums on the wall. So we're going to have to expand that a little bit, make uh-huh. it a little more interactive. It's a record uh, studio, by the way. It's a record studio. Right. Okay, record studio. <laughs> As a musician. As a musician, I must specify. <laughs> well, sure, if you want to use a technical term for it. You're going into the G-Force record studio. You're passing by the offices <laughs> and the records uh, studio recording areas oh, wow. and the platinum records. Thank you very much. Oh, man. Well, all that doesn't matter because it just all got destroyed anyway. <laughs> oh, <laughs> More musicians out of work, Kevin. That's right, man. I know. <laughs> Disney keeps firing them left and right. I go the way of uh, 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 the, the, the Celtic people. The, uh, the <laughs> oh, off-kilter. Off-kilter, yeah. The not, way not of the, the dodo. That's right. Way of off-kilter. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So the the cue would be you entering into that planet uh, Morag. Uh, it's got all like the it's kind of hot, humid. Uh, it's got the water spouts going off. You might have like those little rat little guys scurrying around uh, through there. You're walking over like the little moat filled with those eel-looking monsters, stuff like that. And so all this is to get to, of course, the orb. And once you get to that one room where he finds... Oh, and also in the queue, you might have some interactive elements. Like you get the little uh, projectors. Like you could see, you know, where the where the previous uh, past had been and saw the kids playing and stuff like that. So you can maybe give the people projectors of some kind to find secret rooms or secret images uh, in the queue. Then you'll get to the room where you actually have the orb. And that, of course, is currently where you meet uh, Steven Tyler and the rest of Aerosmith in the recording studio. So very similar setup, you know, screen. And then, of course, at that point, you are on an adventure with uh, Peter Quill, Star-Lord. He will be... Wait, 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 wait. We meet, we meet Steven Tyler? That's what I was like, is Steven Tyler no, 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 a guardian no. now? Why is he no, on Morag? No, what the hell? Yeah, I was going to ask you to clarify. So you probably mean the reveal of the orb is where that little scene no. was, right? No, what I'm saying is, yeah, the place where the orb scene will take place is where it currently takes place where you meet. In the studio, that, okay. In the studio. Right. That will replace what's there currently. So the best part of the adventure happens in the queue. I get it. Go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then... Uh, Come see my orb. To, Go. To, <laughs> to transition into the actual ride is where you know you get the orb. 
the one guy, I forget his name, I think he's Korath or Karath or something like that. He comes to try to capture uh, Peter Quill. And of course, y'all got to make an escape out of that room. And then boom, now you're headed to the actual ride itself. So we'll have to retheme that area, get the, the coaster itself to be sh- kind of like you're riding on the on Peter Quill's ship, uh, the Milano. Time out, time out, time out. We had a whole chase. We got the orb. We had we were chased by what was his name? Korath? Korth, Korath, I think is his name. Okay, uh, we got chased by him mm-hmm. and we left out of there all while we were standing in line. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in line. You got the orb. Now we gotta get out of that room and get to the ship. Cause that's where you go into the actual ride itself. This is the most thrilling life I've ever been in. This is awesome. <laughs> the queue is awesome. Uh, so then you finally get to the Milano. The Alyssa Milano? Part- now that's a great ride. I want to ride the Alyssa Milano. <laughs> but it could also be There's Milano a huge queue for that. My nickname's Q. Yeah. I know. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Wait, well, who's the boss? Who's the boss? Hold up. Hey, right. how you doing? Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey. Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey. <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead. So now you're ready for takeoff. And if you remember in the movie, when he took off, he's he's escaped, he's got it made, he's out of there, and then that big water spout comes up from the bottom and hits his ship. That's where you hit that first loop. So boom, might even have like a water spout come up under you and get you all wet, boom, as you go through the loop. Now, this is where it just becomes a typical roller coaster. There's not much more I felt like you could do with this actual ride system you just can cruise through different areas and see different scenes from the movie (laughs) but now we're going to get a little more blue sky what is the best thing about rock and roller coaster is the attraction the actual ride going through loops stuff like that the worst part about any roller coaster is it is too fast like you're on six seconds 15 seconds you're done that sounds strangely familiar yeah, mm-hmm. I'm too yeah, fast. It's like, Sorry, it's my, my that's my <laughs> life every weekend. <laughs> that's your weekend. That's <laughs> <laughs> my weekend. Oh, I'm oh. I'm done. <laughs> you guys are funny. So, as normal, you would end the ride there. You see the final scene of you know Guardians of the Instead of doing that, now you're able to get off the ride and enter a new ride system. So we're going to have to build this. Wait a minute. Wait. We're yes. getting off the roller coaster? We're done. We are done with, with that part. Now we're going to exit into nowhere. That's going to be the addition that's going to make this coaster stand out. <laughs> is that Once you're done with the original, go through the loops, corkscrews, all that. You disembark. You get to the new planet. You're on nowhere. Then you get to get into the pods and then have the chase scene. And I'm thinking those could be very similar to like the, the technology with Harry Potter. You know, what's that called? The Cuco Robotic The Cuco Robotic Arm. The, Coco, the Josh Coco Arm. The Josh Coco Arm. <laughs> Bam. You also could do the same thing, but you land on the city of Xandar, and then you go to attack the ship, uh, the Dark Aster, is that what it's called? That scene. So you could, you could do it either way. So you have your original ride, but then you get the extra ride at the end. So, so. basically, you just... Have the start of the movie at the beginning of the ride, and then right. you just edit out the rest of the movie, and then when you get to the next part of the ride, that's like kind of the end of the what the movie was, minus the big fight scene at the end. Right. That's why I said you we probably have to do one or the other. Yeah. And too okay. easy. That joke. Too easy. too easy. 
And two then, roller coasters for the what? Well, no, no, there's a third. Two roller, roller coasters. There's a third roller coaster. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, there's not a third. I'm sorry. Oh, you there's said two. then. No, I, well then, <laughs> of course, with any good roller coaster, what do you have to have? You got to go in the gift shop. Two, two, <laughs> two coasters in one. And you said the gift shop. <laughs> the I was all in suspense. I thought we were going into like a waterfall or something. <laughs> <laughs> so at the gift shop, in addition to your normal, you know, yellow prison jumpsuit you could buy star lord dress up maybe make your own weapon (laughs) make your own weapons star lord weapons you might have a little rocket plush backpack guy you can buy cassette Uh, tapes hold on hold on you get the orb you can buy the orb but then it's got the troll inside it and it doesn't have the (laughs) infinity stone you know maybe you get like you can get like a grow your own Groot doll like a chia pet chia pet the best part about this, as Kevin alluded to, is that there's going to be stations where you can create your own mixtape. Oh, so now okay, there you, go. you can pick it, put it on there, and then you can actually get it in a cassette, but you also get the digital download because the cassette is really worthless, but it's, it's cool, like a little souvenir. But oh. it'll actually put it on cassette, your own personal mixtape. Oh, man, I thought you were going to say that should go to like, into like downtown disney or something you make your mixtape there's a little club right there oh it could uh, be i think the gift shop was the best part of this ride <laughs> i love the gift shop that was too the easy gift shop is cool right yeah the gift shop is cool i think I you like did a great that. job with the gift shop well thank you that's what makes the money yeah so, <laughs> it's all about profit <laughs> making profit too easy all right all right cool. yeah, there you go works very good very all right so we got lee's take his roller coaster, his super easy roller coaster for the <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Next, we have Eli, who has an interactive play set of sorts ready to go. Eli, what you got? Yeah, so I, I figured uh, this one for me was not too easy. I figured I would take a site that is deemed as, as, as dull by most people that they just pass it by and, uh, how do you say, uh, jazz it up a little bit. Jazz it up. A little yeah. bit. Zataran. Just a little bit. So <laughs> Zataran. Zataran. Spice it up. Uh, so I took uh, the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. Good. Okay. Because mm-hmm. what you're working with is nature. Yeah. And, you know, and, and at first I was like, well, best thing to do is, to, is a treehouse. So you got to go with Groot. I didn't go for the movie. I just went with the character and then just kind of branched it out from there. So Groot's the treehouse. Groot is the treehouse. That's that's right. I, that is that's original. cool, actually. That is so original. I like that. Because you're going to have the entire treehouse like, interacting kind of like It's Sambi obvious Eagle. and original yeah. all at the same time. I love it. I love and, it. That's how I, I do it. it. You know, I, I keep it simple. Uh-huh. And it's uh, the easiest spiel you got to do. Yeah. I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> but see, that's it's simple, but that's also the challenge. Right. Because, yes. okay, so you, you go there and you pass by the initial tree, if you will, that has like the face of Groot. Like over it, like you know, like a, you know, like a little animation of some sort, so that you know you could just say, oh, it's a, it's part of the tree, but here's Groot, the face, you know, he's talking to you, and all he but can the say, the face is at the bottom of the tree, yes, so that way you you're meeting Groot, and his ankles, his cankles, <laughs> Groot's the whole tree, see, but his face is appearing in his ankles. Well, he's got to say yes, because you know he got you got to greet the people. That's from his other head. Okay. Ahead. Okay. Can't can't wait to see what happens when they go up about four feet. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Give it up. All right. So okay. And bother head. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Ooh, watch out now. 
So, okay, you go ahead. He says, I am Groot. He's all happy with you and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So you go ahead and you proceed into the treehouse. Now, you can't have Groot without Rocket, mainly because all Groot says is, I am Groot. So right. you need somebody to kind of explain what's going on, kind of give you a small tour uh, of the treehouse, okay? Mm-hmm. So you go ahead and you hit the first little layer of the house. You know, you kind of walk through there. You get to see some Nova Corps memorabilia. You get to see a robotic leg that, you know, Rocket stole. <laughs> okay. Like you he see, really needs that leg. You got to have that leg. You get some cassette tapes, you know, so you have like a medley of songs from like, you know, 70s, 80s all laid out. Mm-hmm. And you also get to see a picture of Groot in different stages of his growth. So you get to see, you know, baby Groot, you know, teenage Groot, you know, dog mm-hmm. Groot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got like emo Groot. Like he was like the moody, <laughs> the moody teenager. Yeah, you know. You, yeah, so you know, you go through that that first part of the house, and then like you know, Rocket kind of gives you a tour, let you know what you're seeing and everything like that, just in case you're not familiar with the movie. He explains it to you. Okay. Wait, you seen an animatronic Rocket? No, it's just like more like a voiceover at this point. Okay, so you you just hearing a voice? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Anyway, you go up <laughs> to the next. You go up to the next room. And uh, that room has, you know, more memorabilia in it. So, like, Rocket explains to you that, you know, this is, like, where his gun is at. You get to see, you know, Star-Lord's, uh, you know, little stasis weapon, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like, you know, that little double gun thing, the little mask hanging out, you know, mm-hmm. on the side. Uh, Gamora has a sword. You even get to see Ronan's, uh, you know, big hammer minus the, you know, Infinity Stone. The Sin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's in there. So you get to take a tour of that. You know, peruse that, and he says, "Okay, let's keep going further." So you leave out of there, you know, and you start to walk to the next cabin. You get to that cabin, and then you know, there's like that area that's kind of—it's a little more modernized at, at this point. So you're gonna go ahead and you're gonna see a picture of the Chitari, you know, the bad guys. Yes. Basically, come up and they said, "Hey, you know, we want something that is of value here. We know that it's here. We're coming to get it." So Wait, you see animatronic? No, it's just kind of like on the screen. It's oh, a video screen. Yes. Sorry. So then you hear Rocket say, okay, hurry up, dash out to the bridge. Let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. So you go ahead, you take the walk across the bridge, and then at that point, you have actual live performers that are dressed up in the Chitari costume, which is you know pretty much big mask and like a gray suit. Yeah. Right? Uh, they start to descend from areas of the tree, you know, that, that's higher up, okay? So they, like, start to drop down on the bridge. So you get, like, four, I think. You get four. One starts to drop down so you can see who it is. Then the other guy drops down on the other end. And then you get the other two guys. They start to drop down, but then these tree branches start to catch them. And then, you know, they're, like, tied up in the tree, mm-hmm. all right? So they can't go nowhere. So now... You are the you the person. You're like, oh, okay, we're trapped between these two guys. So then you go ahead and you look on either side of the bridge, and there's like a little pocket of like uh, laser rifles that like you know Rocket would have from the movie. So now you get to grab a rifle and do like a little laser tag kind of thing. You know, just kind of go ahead. You know, you're running up a tree doing laser tag. No, no, you run across a bridge. The guys on either side of the bridge. You're not running up a tree. You're trying to get to the other. You know, the but other. You're up a tree. Well, you're up a tree, but you know what? There's a bridge that suspends between both areas. Between the bridge, you play laser tag? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's pretty quick. 
Because you know, came yeah, because you know, you, what can, there's not much you can do in the treehouse. Bang, like, you're in. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, shoot them quick. You know, yeah. so like, you know, Rocky gives you that. You go ahead. You, you, you say, hey, I got some rifles on the side of the bridge. You just go ahead and. So, you, like Lee's version, at some point in time, you say, "Stop doing this ride. Let's put on laser tag jackets. <laughs> We're running across." Well, you the don't bridge. get the laser tag. But the, the bad guys do. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you All get right. that that one interactive part. You go ahead. You do that, uh-huh. and you still get to see the cats. That are still, you know, suspended up in the branches. All right. Mm-hmm, so you go mm-hmm. ahead, you do the shot, and then you go ahead, you get to the last cabin, and then the voice of Rocket tells you, "Hey, this is what you were protecting," and then you come to this area that's basically, uh, you know, how like uh, in the movie when he went to protect everybody, had like these uh, these glowy oh, kind of flames. Yeah, the little yeah. light things. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of get that effect in there, mm-hmm. maybe with, you know, like a little starry effect or something. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole bunch of baby groups that are like in that cabin and they just, you know, hanging out, dancing and stuff. So you get to see what you're protecting and then mm-hmm. Rocket gives you uh, advice about, you know, helping to protect your environment, mm-hmm. look out for trees and look out for nature and that kind of thing. And then boom, ride ends. You go. Now, do you know it'd be awesome if that was uh, like a drop ride, like the tower? <laughs> and then you're in Groot and he makes that ball around you to protect you and then you just yeah. fall wherever, kind of like when they were falling in the dark or whatever it was, the dark adder or whatever. What was the name of that spaceship? The Cree? The Cree warship? Rodan ship. Yeah, Rodan, yeah, Rodan ship. Yeah. Dark yeah. Aster. The Dark Aster, yes, yeah, uh, Dark Aster, yeah, yeah that would be that 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 would be badass, actually. Sorry, I love your idea from the standpoint. Of, I think it's probably one of the most original. The idea of making that entire treehouse interactive tree, I, think I love you, it. I think yeah. you need like I don't want Groot's face at the bottom though. I think what you need at the bottom is an animatronic or a video screen. Heck, Rocket, man. Yeah, well, and I, I, Rocket yeah. be like a Barker out yeah. there. And hey, come look did, at my buddy. I was thinking about that, but like, but what do you do? You put a midget in a, a raccoon out? No, you do an animatronic yeah, like and have him be shielded. Yeah. Just like the potato I don't head. know that midget is, is the right word to use. I'm sorry. <laughs> Very small person. I apologize. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> but that was what I was, yeah. And, I the, and the laser tag element of it, because it's too short. Like, if you did a whole laser tag ride... Like, but to have to stop at one point in time and do kind of like, because laser tag is cool, but to have to do the laser tag within the ride itself, I think that's too much. Kind of like with Lee, y'all both have great concepts. I love the concepts, but then you try to shoehorn a second ride within the existing ride, and you're having to stop to get off a ride or put on laser tag stuff, and it just complicates things. I think you got a great thing going. It's just like you just need like a couple elements. Like as you're going up the tree, the tree interacts with you in some kind of a way. You need more of those elements more than external elements happen. Like, you know, the tree winks at you or, you know, whatever it is that happens that the environment that you're in is is constantly moving. I'm with that because there was one part I was thinking about doing where he just says I grew depending on what area you're in. The inflection of his voice changes, but yeah. I was like, that might be, you know, too much. All right, cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had nothing else. All right, so I'll, I'm next. Uh, I have a dark ride, and uh, so first of all, to say my location of my where my attraction is going to be, I'm picking on Tomorrowland, and I'm picking on that structure that I've been wanting to get rid of for a while, and it's that Tomorrowland Amphitheater that's right next to Buzz Lightyear and in between uh, Space Mountain, that little area. There, there's a lot of real real estate there. And so basically the ride system that I decided to pick for my 
my attraction is that you know we have dark riser boats based we have dark rides that are omnimover based i went with the dinosaur indiana jones uh ride system here you go which here is you the, go that's the, his favorite that's the yeah it's one of my favorite ride systems but i'm going to add a new twist especially in light of the shanghai pirates of the caribbean which has boats that can turn and face you in a direction mm-hmm. this is going to be an omnimover type uh, ride system based on that ride system so as of right now, if you don't know, those the Countdown to Extinction slash Indiana Jones ride vehicles are Jeeps. And they have uh, hydraulics in four corners, which makes them go up and down and all different kinds of turns and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to add the added additional thing of a, a center cylinder that allows you to turn the vehicle while keeping the, the four tires straight. Ah, so, the fifth dimension. Yeah, mm. so the four tires you know, are still going to be straight. They're not going to change track. They're not going to veer off any. They're just going to have to uh, uh, reinforce a track so they can support a heavier ride vehicle because you're going to have the hydraulics that allow it the, the chassis to turn, not necessarily the wheels, even though the, 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 the rider may think, oh, no, the whole thing's turning. Mm-hmm. So not only can we go move the four corners to adjust and bank and twist, but we can also change and focus the direction of the, li- uh, of the listener, <laughs> the, 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 the guest, in whatever direction they want to in the attractions. That's, 360. Yeah. Yes, 360. Exactly. Uh, so that's my ride system. So uh, I came up with two different versions of this, like a, kind of a semi-lighter version and a, like a kind of a darker, heavier version, a la Universal. So the lighter version I have is this. First of all, they're both going to have the same kind of cue. We're both on the planet Xandar. We're both dealing with the Nova Corps. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, first of all, I want you to picture the first half of the great movie ride cue area which is the little switchbacks line, kind of like a movie museum, because I'm going to retheme something like that to the Nova Corps headquarters, where you're going through, you're seeing artifacts, you're seeing uh, specs about the, the Nova Corps, you know, how many people, how many plants do they serve, all this kind of things, kind of like you might see at a, a police station tour. So the whole story is you're going on a tour of this, th- of this place. Once you go through all the different artifacts, you may go through... Uh, different artifacts of the guardians you know it's like when he first met the guardians you know the jail the thing that they broke out of this is the pieces of the bomb that rocket used when you know this that and the other so once you go through all those artifacts and museum pieces you can empty it to a room that's kind of like the beginning uh queue area of star tours again so it's a second scene of the of the queue and you empty it to that little thing where you normally have that little star tours uh ship and you see R2 and C3PO talking. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this particular case, you're going to be walking around this, what is it called? The, the Nova spaceship, the Star Blaster, the Star Blaster. Mm-hmm. You're going to be walking around the Star Blaster. You get to learn a little bit more about that particular cool spaceship. Ship. You know, yeah. you, you have the wings all out. And you, can, you can talk about how it can make a grid, all the, the power cells, all the weaponry that it has on it, all this kind of stuff. And you can have a little cutout of the cockpit toward the end of that little line. And so, you know, kids, I figure boys would just go nuts just checking it out. Or kid, not even just boys, maybe just kids in general, just like, oh, wow, it's the actual spaceship for the movie, man. Check it out. And you <laughs> know, just imagine going from the, the, the museum scene and you completely cut into a whole new room. And there's that big golden spaceship just staring you in the face like, huh? mm-hmm. just just absolutely going nuts. And you could even have a cast member there just saying, hey, well, let me talk about my spaceship. You know, this is the Nova mm-hmm. Corps standard issue spaceship, blah, 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 kind of a thing. Right. So once you empty into that. Um, I want you to picture next the, if you remember Dinosaur, they had that big circular area where they talk about the dinosaurs, extinction and everything right before you go into the movie, mm-hmm. before you see Miss Huxtable. But you're going to go into a room similar to that. But that room is going to be modeled off of, you remember when Glenn Close was in the little, I guess the war room of the Nova Corps yeah. and you can see all the things happening. 
Well, that's room. That's the room you're going into. Okay. And uh, so they start to talk, tell you about this. You know that this is where this happened. This is where that happened. This is where uh, the Novacore High Chiefs kind of talk about different things and how to protect the planet, Xandar, blah blah blah. And then, of course, there's going to be a big video screen. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, think you hear rumblings and explosions and things happening. And Glenn Close pops up on the screen saying, hey, we just had an infiltration in our, in our vault. Somebody has taken that Infinity Stone that they had locked away. Mm-hmm. You know, And this is where the story comes into play. In the lighter version, this is where you'd learn about Adam Warlock's evil incarnation. I'm bringing in kind of the comics, the Magus or the Magus or Magus, Magus. or something like that. Magus. Magus yeah. They're bringing in the Magus, you know, and he's 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 got let's say he's got the glove already, and he's looking to add to his stone. Okay, so that's um, who you're going up against. Damn, that's that's bad. <laughs> so you do that, and then so basically, what happens when you go into the ride? You mount the vehicles, and you're going through scenes, and and the ride is going to be c- consisting of. Like Dinosaur Indiana Jones, we have animatronics and everything else, but you're also going to incorporate kind of like Universal with the screens. So you completely yeah. immerse the, the, the rider in 360. Mm-hmm. But it's basically going to be, pad- the lighter version is going to be patterned uh, uh, over the, uh, the fight scene where they have Skylord and Gamora and Rocket. Star-Lord. And Go- yeah, Star-Lord. What did I say? Skylord? Skylord. I'm sorry, Star-Lord. Um, Star-Lord, man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so that whole opening fight scene where, you know, those four guys meet. But this, yeah, yeah. this is past that, um, where you're chasing down uh, uh, the Magus and trying to get back the Infinity Stone. Of course, at the end, everybody's happy. You get the stone again kind of a thing, and you capture the Magus or whatever else. I don't know if it's true to the comic, um, just based on the research, I figure that'd be a, a neat little villain that's not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hasn't been pulled out. Hasn't been pulled out. It's in the comics, oh, wow, so it's yeah. valid. So, you know, it wouldn't hurt. You know, it wouldn't hurt no. anybody to have it in there. And it, it, it's probably evergreen because you don't have to worry about blending it into the Marvel Universe. You just know that this is probably something that happens between the two movies. Like eventually Adam Warlock's going to want to go after this stone that they've yeah. had locked away. In the darker version, which is a little more intense... <laughs> I have uh, the movements are going to be more intense and everything else. I have them going up, up against the f- the phalanx, the phalanx, the phalanx, the phalanx. Yeah, yeah. That that computer program thing is after yeah. the stone as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I have them fighting it, and I figure I picture that uh, you going through the ride. You're in a similar fight scene like at the end of the movie, where you know they're fighting like the different spaceships, or in this case maybe the robots or whatever the phalanx is. You know, yeah, it you, breaks you know, up a whole program. Yeah. A whole bunch of, yeah, yeah, just it just falling down from the sky, and you're part of the Nova Corps. You know, you're in a ship, and you're trying to you're like in one of those jeeps with the guns, and you know you're shooting them down. And then you have whatever, just you're fighting that. And so I figured that could be a little bit more intense, more, you know, just more explosions, just more just uh, absolute craziness. Uh, the, 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 the lighter version is kind of like a quick chase kind of a thing, you know, a happy chase. The other one's kind of like you're really in the fight. You know, explosions are happening. The vehicle spins 360 out of control at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to dig into the comics to get more specifics as far as the scenes. Yeah, I was going to say that the phallics, though, if it, hits a technological object it, it could take it over, over. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, so that's that, that would be that would be part of the thing i think that would be pretty cool then you then rocket you can say i don't know how would they do it but hops on and he kind of does this thing hey, let me fix this you know give me the guy's <laughs> leg <laughs> yeah you can even say hey i need that guy in the third row's eye <laughs> you know kind of a thing so he does this thing and he fixes the jeep and then you're back on your way fighting the phalanx and all that kind of business so <laughs> that's basically that's my attraction my, my dark. i took for a more thrill or dark ride but I figured that'd be pretty cool to fit in that particular space. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I, so. I think that would be a, a great dark ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I figured that'd be fun. It's it's probably even more universal-ish. But, you know, I figure, you know, if they want to compete, I think they can bring something like that online and maybe even do it better. Especially with the 360 ride vehicle. I think they need to add that. 
that's the thing is is that that's kind of where things have gone. Right. Is that no matter where you're at, you look any direction, you're going to see something. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's yeah, even with, like. you know, like Facebook 360 video and all that kind of business. Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, just anything to kind of invert, even if there's a way to get the floor involved, whether it's through projections or interactive, well, you don't really need an interactive flooring because you have the hydraulic ride vehicle. But just to get the theater projections or anything else involved, I think that would even add to it. Kind of like, you know, when in, in Harry Potter, where it seems like they're falling, or even in the Pirates of the Caribbean Shanghai, where it seems like it's falling down and it falls or whatever, is that kind of thing. I think it'd be kind of neat. So I'm glad you kind of, kind of chimed in there, Eli, because I kind of knew about the characters, but I never really delved that far into it. But I figured they'd be cool. They're both after the Infinity Stones. Yeah, so I, I figured that would be kind of cool to introduce those guys. I was going to say, like, when you threw that out, I was like, man, you took me back into, like, you know, late high school, early college, yeah. uh, you know, with that bad. Yeah. I figured there'd be two good characters that are not necessarily in the cinematic universe, but they could still be stand on its own uh, without having to tie it into, without the synergy thing. I don't know how much they dig that, but I think it would probably work because you still have the synergy of the Guardians. Yeah. And Xandar and the whole Infinity Stone thing, but, you know. I like I like Magus. I like Magus as a villain as opposed to the Phalanx, but yeah, that was my only thing. concern yeah. was uh, with... That him and uh, Adam Warlock. I, the question being is Disney own them? Right, right. That's the other that thing. Was my that I didn't thing. know. Yeah, and, and that was my cautionary tale with that. Is like, uh, can they do it? See, when you say it was gonna go dark, I really thought you were gonna say Thanos. Well, I was thinking that too, but then we you'd have to tie it into the movies, and I'm not exactly sure what they're gonna do with Thanos in the cinematic universe. Like, I would guess so. That's my little ride. That's pretty much it. And if we want to throw a gift shop, sure, why not? There you go, right? You're like, I don't have too much. And then he does this. No, but I, I have a feeling that Danny's with the collector and stuff. He, he has something pretty badass, too. Oh, hey, well, I'm sure I, it's I badass. I don't know about badass, fine. but uh, <laughs> it's going to be insightful. I think it's going to be good. Because, you know, I was watching that movie last night. I was just like. Oh, Danny's got a good one. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff you could do with this. Well, man. yeah, I know it's not the first time I brought this up on the show either that I wanted a collector yeah, based exactly. ride. I brought it up with, in terms of Stitch. What I did here was that. And I, just, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but yeah, Collector would have been a good villain too, I guess, you mm-hmm. know, because he, he fights with the Guardians and stuff. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, technically in the movie, he's not even a villain. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, more yeah. of a. Um, a means to yeah, he's a transition piece. Yeah, yeah, he's a transition piece. Plus, he gives information as to what the stones are. Yeah. All right. So this is what I would do with it, and what I decided to do is a little bit of a challenge. And I said to myself, if they're going to put it in the universe of energy, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it in the universe of energy. And I'm going to oh, tr- okay. I'm going to try and figure out a way to tie it to the universe of energy. And what do you think would be the best way, Eli? <laughs> watching the marvel cinematic universe okay talking about avengers i'm talking about captain america i'm talking about thor oh the uh the, the cube the tesseract thank yeah, you very tesseract, much yeah the unlimited source of power and energy that fueled uh captain america if you watch him hydra all of hydra's weapons were fueled by the tesseract yeah you're right the tesseract is this unending source of energy Mm -hmm. and so i wanted to go ahead and do was do a sense of okay you walk into the universe of energy and i'm keeping the ride system pretty much the same awesome thank you yes (laughs) i don't think that they're gonna do it but just in the in you know keeping in mind a lot of the similar switchovers that they've done 
like uh, Frozen Ever After. Oh, yeah, yeah, Frozen, yep. They yep. keep the ride system the same. Yep. Even if the concept has changed, the ride El system... El Rio Tempo. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, ride yeah, system remains the same. So I'm going to keep the ride system pretty much the same. And what I'd like to have happen... Now, obviously, we're going to update the ride system. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do some new, flashier things. But what I want to have happen is, okay, you walk into that initial room, and now that room has been made up as kind of like a shield briefing room. Mm-hmm. I like that. Shield presentation, whatever. Nice. And do you remember Legend of Jack Sparrow? Yeah. Okay. You remember uh, you know, Harry Potter Forbidden Journey? You know, yes. Just hologram effect where it makes it look like somebody comes up. Yes. And I'm going to have a presentation by Dr. Eric Selvig. Do you know who that yes, is? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the guy from Goodwill Hunting. He's in Thor. Yeah. He's in Avengers. Yeah. Okay. He's the professor. Yeah. That comes, yes. Okay. And he's the one who worked with the Tesseract. He's the one that Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. reached out to to say, tell yeah. us how this thing works. The Tesseract has shown me so much. Yes. It's like, it's like. <laughs> so. What I would go ahead and do is I would have him lead off the presentation a la The Legend of Jack Sparrow, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, mm-hmm. that kind of projection. He would come out and he'd say, hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dr. Eric Selvig. I've been working with S.H.I.E.L.D. to solve the problem of an unlimited sustainable energy in a world of limited natural resources. Kind of tying it back into the idea that this is a universe of energy. Right. Yeah, I love it. So I love it. I want to keep the idea that what they're doing here is that they're looking into alternative sources of energy. And he's going to say, we've already tapped the resources of oil, gas, solar and wind. And each of them come with their own unique set of problems. But we found this really cool item Mm. and we have been able to make the most wonderful things with it. And then maybe you do like a little brief presentation of them operating some kind of mechanical equipment in the room Mm -hmm. via the use of this cosmic energy coming from the Tesseract. Mm -hmm. And he pretty much gives you the rundown. It's like, okay, this is a sustainable source of energy that's going to power us through long past the point where we've run out of oil and gas this source of energy is sustainable now obviously we've realized that the tesseract as wonderful as it is mm-hmm. we've kept it on earth and we studied it for so many years but as recent events have dictated it's a little bit too powerful to have here so we put it in the hands of somebody who could keep it safe and has a bit of knowledge about it and we're going to bring him up on the on the view s- screen right now and boom out pops the collector <laughs> and so he introduces you to the collector and the collector comes on screen and he's going to educate them in terms of the infinity stones how they're immensely powerful mm-hmm. and each one is tied into a different aspects of the universe and that the last one that he had possession of ended not so good for them and had <laughs> <laughs> yeah but this one he has special plans to keep safe because this one represents the fabric of space itself and possesses unlimited energy and as he's going about his presentation he's gonna pick out somebody in the audience oh. uh, i like audience participation he's gonna pick out somebody in the audience a la the uh the spy the rebel spy oh, in, in star tours, star tours. yeah yeah, he's yeah. Gonna pick out somebody in the audience and say you you would make an interesting species for my collection and then dr selvig went whoa whoa whoa, whoa wait 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 whoa uh what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I was talking about the Tesseract and how it can power weapons and how it can open portals to different dimensions and how it can transport anyone from any point in the universe 
to another point. Here, let me show you. And there again, Dr. Selvig is like, no, 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 wait, you're not showing anything. We're not supposed to be doing this. And all of a sudden, he hits a little button there, and then boom, bright flashes of light. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're looking around, and the theater you were in is shaped like a spaceship. And I would do that via the projection technology they use in Muppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 3D when the, the studios get destroyed. All of a sudden, the, the where you were standing looks like you're standing on a, in, and you on, can do that. the bridge of a yeah. spaceship. Yeah, right. yeah, you can absolutely do that in that room. And he has just transported you via the Tesseract to his spaceship. Mm-hmm. And they invite you to get upon those special theater-style seats that takes you through everything. And as you're, you're getting ready to board, he's telling you, he's like, Yes, you're here to see the Tesseract, but over the course of time, I've collected many treasures, fauna and flora and different species to repopulate the world should a disaster ever occur. And I have the finest collection and you will meet all my one. And he's educating you Mm -hmm. as to what you're going to see. So as you board these vehicles and you start to head out, you are going through his spaceship and he's walking you through his collection yeah and you're passing by all these um would be the big two exhibits exhibits that you would see from guardians of the galaxy so you're going to see uh some uh of the uh howard the duck? you're going to see uh cosmo the dog you're going to see howard the duck, duck. Nice. you're going to see some of the dark elves you're going to see some frost giants um I would put in some scrolls if you can get scrolls in there and That'd have them awesome. have them shifting into different forms while you're sitting there. But I would go a step beyond that and insert some Disney. I'd put Stitch in there. I would like oh, yeah, little, absolutely. several little Easter eggs that you could put. You know, oh, the actual alien from Alien Encounter. Possibly. But you know, oh, you could totally. That would be cool, actually. You know who I'd put in there? Who? And I think it would get a good pop. Swedish chef? No. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is a prisoner. Yes! <laughs> On yes! the collector's yes! yes! He's one of... And maybe He's so sad. Like, shut up! Lisa, help me. Maybe put some Ewoks in there, too. Who knows? Yeah, Jawas. You could put anything yeah. you want. Shoot, I could put in the cat from outer space. Saboba. I'm going to put the cat from outer space. <laughs> put in some Flubber. Exi- Flubber is going to go in. Oh, Flubber would be good, too. So you're exhibiting, yeah. and you're going around the same track that you would go through when you went through the dinosaurs. That'd be except awesome. Except now you're experiencing all the different sights and scenes of his New spaceship that houses all his new exhibits. Yeah, oh, hell, wow, put yeah. a dinosaur in there, man. Yeah, <laughs> you could even put a dinosaur. It's, like, absolutely, to that's right. got a good mix. You'd have like historical Mr. Disney stuff and then new mm-hmm. Mr. Toad. You could put Mr. Toad in there. How awesome would that be? Yeah, yeah, that would be great. I mean, it's such a great opportunity to go ahead and do some shout outs to old yeah. thing, and, and old that's and new awesome. things. And plus, I wouldn't just do it all animatronic. There'd be some screens as you're passing. Yeah, and you're getting some CG elements so where you can't tell what's real and what's fake. Yeah, you, you know, know, you know what's good about that too is what? like Disney destroys so many old rides. Like we've been talking about to make new ones, they can just take all the old stuff and just put it right in that ride. Absolutely, well, and not only that, but you can switch it out from time to time. You can, you know, because you went last year and you saw this, but then you come back next year and there's new exhibits in there. Absolutely, yeah. And if you use screen technology in those two, those exhibit things, those tubes or whatever, yeah, you could totally update that. Yeah, easily. the CEOs would love you. Because like you'd be recycling their money, Michael Eisner or Walt's frozen head. <laughs> That's genius. Yeah, Walt's frozen head in there. Yeah. 
I mean, that that little space becomes interest, instantly entertaining as you're sitting there pointing out, mm. oh, look at there, there's that, there's this. And like I said, and, and not only that they're there, but that they're, they're doing their thing. Like, if you put a scroll in there, to have them shift shape. Yeah, shift shape, like show like the different piles of Fantastic Four, because it's like super scroll. There you go. Mm. Yeah, you could show so much out of there. So, okay, so you pass through there, yep. and you get to a point where you stop. All right. And there is the collector. And again, I'm thinking Benicio Del Toro via hologram technology, a la, as we were talking yeah. about before, Legend of Jack Sparrow, Harry Potter. And he's there, and he's pretty much saying, ah, you're here for what you've been waiting to see. And he holds up the Tesseract, and he shows it to you, and he explains it again, that this is this all-powerful thing, this magnificent source of energy, but this is just one in his series of collection. And he brought us here because he wants to add more to his mm-hmm. collection. And he's pointing to our little mysterious audience member, whoever it is. You will be the next to be added to my collection. And just as he's doing that, who should attack but Yandu? And, Yandu. And let me say that name again. Yandu. Hoodoo? Hoodoo? That voodoo? Hoodoo? Oh, would that be cool if you hear him whistling and all of a sudden you see a quill pop out, a little arrow thing? That's exactly what happened. That'd be awesome. Yondu boards the ship, and as that's happening, the collector is stashing the Tesseract so they can't find it. Yondu approaches, and he says, hey, where's the Tesseract, boy? And the collector's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just traveling through the universe collecting these various artifacts, and... Yondu has heard enough of this and says, I've lost out on one Infinity Stone. I'm not losing out on a second one. So he does his whistle, and that quill starts zipping around the room, smashing into the cases, freeing the species. And I'm thinking maybe what you could do is like have the little wind effects while you're sitting in the theater seats as though it's whizzing past your head. And you start seeing these species, and they're getting free, and they're starting to turn on the collector. Oh, jeez. And, oh, as, and as this is happening, Yondu finally obtains the Tesseract and holds it high and says, finally, I got what I came for. And then, boom, the Guardians of the Galaxy board the ship. And now they're fighting Yondu's men. They're, they're fighting all the creatures that have escaped from the collector's pods. And as this happens, your theater-style seats move into the next chamber of the spaceship, which opens up into a 360 yes. all the way around screens. Mm-hmm. Now it's a full-on 4D show with special effects, things popping out at you, steam, smoke, water, all those traditional effects that you feel. See, I like that with the 3D thing because, you know, you view the Tesseract. Remind me if, uh, if I'm forgetting this, mm. but when they view it, don't they put on some special glasses or whatever at one yes. point? So you, you could do that as part of your story. It's like, now we must put on the glasses so we can view the Tesseract. Absolutely. Yeah, that's perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I, I think when the Guardians show up, you should totally have, like, you know, like some old school, like, uh, audio tape of, like, you know, some old, you know, cassette tape going like, oh, yeah, and yeah. then they show up and they, like, you hear, like, Marvin Gaye pop up with what's going on, uh-huh. you know? Absolutely. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Absolutely. That, that's perfect. I mean, you could absolutely do that. So you watch the battle play out. Of course, the Guardians uh, prevail. And as they're prevailing, they're like, we need to send these people back to Earth. Rocket goes ahead and powers up the switch. Yeah. Drax hits it. Big flash of light. You're sitting right back in the, you know, the walls change. And now you're back at, you're back Earth. You're, you're back, back on Earth, yeah. You're back on Earth. And the screens drop down and you get the transmission from the Guardians they're there. They've got the collector. The the Yondu and his crew is like, yeah. I'll get you, boy. You don't you worry. And he's sitting there with the collector. And he's like, Well, we're safe. Don't worry. 
The Tesseract is with us, and you guys keep on rocking. Don't you drop that Tesseract game! <laughs> and that'll be the end of it. I like it. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. That'd be wow. cool. That was a that's a good call. That that was yeah. a good call you going last. That, that yeah, was, that was a good one. I, I knew he had a good one. I, and well, I do you. appreciate the fact that he kept that ride system. That, yeah. that makes me happy. That was a struggle. Is trying to figure <laughs> out a way to keep the ride system because it's like kind of like, you know, I, I was kind of messing around with, with uh, Lee a little bit because you had to get off and get back on. But I knew with my ride system, you had to watch a movie. Then you got to get on. <laughs> yeah. Then you got to get off again. So it's like, you know, it, it's kind of a thing. But um, that was part of the fun of it was you're trying to figure out how to do it in the confines of what's already there. Right. I, I yeah. was I always like how you tell a story. I like how you use like the, the secondary characters. I didn't even know who they were until you was like, oh, yeah, he was in this, he's in that. And it, like it starts off one way and then it just goes off in a completely different direction. Oh, that's, absolutely. You know, and that's it. Look, the, 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 the money shot is going to be the menagerie of aliens that you pass through because you can put anything in there. I mean, and like like we were throwing out, you could put sand people, you could put Jawas in there, you could put uh, the little green men from Toy Story yeah. could be in there yeah. and it would be really, really, really cool. But yeah, You could have Short Round in there. Uh, oh. <laughs> you cheat, Dr. Josh, you cheat. You didn't collect all your sock. <laughs> yeah, you incorporated that very good and you yeah, that like was excellent different elements in there. that was that was, that was yeah fun. that was excellent so guys uh those are our ideas of how to put guardians of the galaxy into the parks uh we're keeping in mind if you want to do the same thing you're more than welcome to man our email is show at magicarway.com and uh we'd love to hear your ideas whether they're you know doing by voice or you happen to take the time to write them out but yeah remember the stipulations you know we pick a ride system and try to practically stick it into the park somehow, just like kind of what Danny did or any of us did. Uh, make it work practically. This is a complete. This is blue sky, but not completely blue sky. So we'd love to hear from you. All right, gang. To learn more about the Magic Our Way podcast, magicourway.com is the way to go. There you will find our social media links, past episodes, and more. If you want to tell us your idea for getting Guardians of the Galaxy into the parks, you can get in touch with us through the following ways. Shoot us an email at show at magicrway.com, or you can call and text us your idea at 1-815-MO-WEEKEND. That is 1-815-MO-WEEKEND. 669-4226. And just kind of give support to a couple of the other guys on the show that have their other projects as well. Eli's got a little project. If you remember, I told you it was ivorycomics.com. Eli, tell them what you got going on. Hey, man, you started off the best half of that uh, announcement, sir. And again, a Soprano season one to you. And a Wandu to you, too. That's right. And a Wandu Sykes to you. And a Maze Wandu to you, too. Oh, thank you very much. That's right. Uh, as always, hey, any support would be appreciated. Go to www.ivycomics.com. Uh, there you can find some uh, cool drawings that I've been doing when I am not podcasting or trying to work or trying to deal with uh all of the craziness out in the world out there. You can also find me on Facebook, uh, Eli H. Ivory. And Project Geisha also has an old page on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash Project Geisha. If you want to find me on Instagram, it's eivory504. Or Twitter, Hancock10166. And that's only because somebody else took eivory504. Thank you very much. <laughs> somebody took eivory504. Yeah, that's something. I, I couldn't. I had to use something different. Oh, crazy. Crazy world, mm -hmm. sir. Crazy world. Yes, indeed. That makes one do to you as well. <laughs> um, so, guys, maybe one day in the future, you want to go take a trip to the world so you can see our wonderful ideas in effect, Rex in effect. So you want to book with a travel agent who works for a Disney earmarked company. 
Lee, tell them what you got going on. Malikans, hit me up. 413-DIZ-TRIP. That's 413-349-8747. 413-D-I-Z-T-R-I-P. Hit me on the website at uh, facebook.com slash Travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A Travel. You can also email me at lee at magicrway.com. And as always, we definitely appreciate your business. And just to remind them, guys, we haven't talked about this in a while, but every little bit of your booking with Lee goes to something special. Lee, won't you tell them what that is? Yes, uh, on weekends. Anytime you book, you uh, are helping the Girl Power 2 Cure Foundation. That's a foundation that helps to find a cure for the Rett's Syndrome disease. Awesome. And if you want to support the show as a whole, there's a couple ways you can do that. Number one, you can buy some beignets. It's lovely. And it's cheap. It's a great way to support the show. Number two, you can represent it's the, the best way to support the show. Oh, it is way. the best way to move you. But yes, absolutely. Yeah, the most way. A busha busha to you. A busha busha. A busha busha. So the next way, you can represent the Moican Nation wherever you go by purchasing some of our clothing from our shop. And lastly, one of the best ways you could do is leave us a rating and a review in iTunes or wherever you download the show, whether it is Stitcher, Blueberry, or Google Play. And even on our homepage, you can take that little survey, man. Let us know how we're doing. We get your honest opinion. But yeah, if you remember from last week's show, we definitely uh, would love, if you haven't done so, we really want you to leave a rating and review whenever you can. It really makes it important, especially to battle off the trolls, man. Those trolls are pesky. And also, yes, hate us. Hate us, poses, whatever. And we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome on the Magic Our Way podcast. So get in touch with us today. So, Moicans, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. I say Quantum Leap. He says Quantum Leap. <laughs> My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. <laughs> Magic out. <laughs> I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Hi, this is Bob from the WDW Pinsy Podcast, and you're listening to Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee on the Magic Our Way Podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana.